Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, it's always quite exciting when we get to promote our own thing. We're coming to see you. Well, well, you know, you're coming to see us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Finally, finally, we are ready to announce... Behind the Glass Live for 2023. We know we're a bit late to the game on this one, but as you would have heard us discuss in recent weeks and months, and also you would have seen on the main channel, well, it's been a busy year. We've been very busy. <laughs> We've been very busy. Very busy. And a lot of plans have changed last minute, and so it's just taken us a while to pull this all together. But yes, we are finally announcing the dates for Behind the Glass Live this year. Um, there are less dates than we originally planned to do, but we won't go into all those details now because hopefully... Towards the end of this year, we're going to announce the insanity that will be behind the glass live in 2024. Because that's what we're really working towards. It's going to be a whole new live event phenomena. Yeah, behind the scenes, we're giving it the big one. Big one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's focus on this year. So, some dates for your diaries. Get ready, people. 3rd of September, we are off to the amazing Podium Place in Newbury. Uh, lots of you will know Podium place where Cynthia Glass Coffee is made. I featured them a whole load on the main channel and we hosted an event there last year and actually went so well that we're like, well, we want to go back and do more. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a great venue. It is, yeah. For hosting a podcast. They've got a great setup. Obviously, amazing coffee if I say it myself. <laughs> uh, loads of space for parking and it's kind of centrally located in Newbury. So it's a Berkshire way. So yeah, 3rd of September at Podium. A few weeks later, 17th of September, we are headed up north to Alexander's Prestige. Again, somewhere we hosted an event last year and absolutely loved doing. Uh, got to meet a lot more of you from, well, the North of England, Scotland, even some of you came over from Ireland and the Isle of Man. So, yeah, yeah Alexander's Prestige on the 17th of September. We then have another event on the 1st of October, but the venue is to be announced. We're just finalising it now and we're not quite prepared to announce the venue. So, basically, keep an eye on the website. That will be fully available or or at least tickets will become available for that 1st of October date with the venue confirmed imminently. Yeah. But it will be south of the country. Good point. Yes. South of the country for the 1st of October. Uh, 29th of October, back at Podium once again. And the 3rd of December, we're back at Alexander's. Yeah. So to confirm, 3rd of September, 17th of September, 1st of October, 29th of October and 3rd of December. If you've been looking at your diary, those are all Sundays as is tradition for Behind the Glass live events. We do them on Sundays. Yeah. Our timings for the events have changed ever so slightly. So we're starting a little bit later than we have been done before. At 10 a.m., gates will open for mm-hmm. a cars and coffee style meet, as we've always done. So yep. you'll have to turn up, check out each other's cars. At that time, we will be offering a new VIP ticket to do a meet and greet with Tony and I inside the venue so only for vip ticket holders there's a smaller amount of vip tickets available that is a meet and greet you can come and hang out with tony and i have a coffee chat tell us about your car uh ask tony to 
give us opinion on it um and hang out with us and make sure you grab yourself a great seat for the live recording which will start at 11 a.m so doors for the actual podcast recording will then open at 11 a.m so everyone who's been checking out each other's cars come inside and join us and how many of them tickets are available uh undisclosed oh right so oh wow hurry up and grab them oh right not 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 many first come first serve basis there we go there. that's it uh we'll do an hour, hour or so an hour and a quarter's live recording after which tony and i will mingle as many with as many people as possible uh for the 45 minutes or so before the whole thing finishes at one o'clock so yeah 10 a.m to one o'clock on a sunday vip t- vip tickets for a few to come and do a meet and greet with us before and hang out with us everyone else cars and coffee followed by podcast recording and then hopefully a bit of mingling afterwards lovely if you want a ticket, head over to seenthroughglass.online and head to the events page or the Behind the Glass live page. I'll put a link in the description of this episode. If you're watching us here on YouTube, if you're listening to us, you can click that link. Go and get your tickets now. They do tend to sell out pretty quickly. I was going to say, be quick because you're right. They do tend to go like His- that. Historically, especially the Alexander's Prestige ones yeah. have just gone, Whoo! Which is why we're doing two there this year because we got... That sold the quickest that venue, didn't it? It did exactly. Yeah. So yeah, hurry up, um, uh, get yourself a get yourself a ticket, VIP or standard, and we're looking forward to seeing you all there. And as I say, that first of October venue will be announced very soon. I know we've been babbling on for five minutes, and maybe you want to get into the main episode, but just bear with us because we have one other quite exciting announcement. This is quite good. We can also say <laughs> we're going down under. Oh my god! Following on from the success of uh, Behind the Glass Live in Hollywood last yeah. year, we're doing our second international tour, and this one is bigger than ever. We have also teased it this year, but the first two weeks of November, from the first to the twelfth of November. We are coming to Australia. Yeah. We will be doing live events in Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, and then either Brisbane or Gold Coast. Those two venues are <laughs> battling it out at the moment. Why? For dragon rights. Well, maybe we can do both. Who knows? <laughs> um, but at the moment, it's a tight schedule and it's a big place. Uh, all of those details, venues, tickets, dates, etc., will be announced in the weeks ahead. We hope to announce that in August. But yes, if you're in Australia... Keep your ears and your eyes peeled. But at the beginning of November, Tony and I are coming and we're doing huge events. Huge. Huge. And so if you are a business and you're interested in getting involved with Behind the Glass Live Down Under, please get in touch at btg at seenthroughglass.com. There are very many partnership opportunities. We already have quite a few awesome partners involved. Yeah. Uh, But we're looking for more because we want this to be the biggest event we've ever done. Yeah. So, well, it better be. We're traveling halfway across the world. <laughs> in the minute, it's I'm not costing going us for, a lot of money. So. I'm not going there for free people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I've remortgaged the house to go. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, there we go. So, as I say, we're a little bit late to the game this year. We apologize, but it's been a busy year. It's because we're working on bigger and better things that we wanted to try and do in 2023. But we've pushed to 2024 to allow ourselves time. But there you go. Behind the Glass Live in the UK, five dates, and then Behind the Glass Live down under a two-week tour of Australia in November. For more info, head over to seenthroughglass.online. I'm sorry that we wasted about eight minutes. Ahead of the <laughs> it's end. not been that long, have, is it? No, it generally <laughs> has. There's a lot of information. You may have skipped this. If you haven't, you've stuck around. Hopefully you're excited. And for now, we're going to stop talking and let you enjoy the latest car park chat episode of Behind the Glass. Hopefully, see you at a live show very soon. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Scene Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. 
I'm always inherently nervous <laughs> starting these car park chat episodes. Mainly because, Tony, I don't know if you agree, I feel like Paul's a bit of a liability when we give him a microphone. He gets a bit excited. He talks louder than he usually does. Well, That's why you've already turned me down. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just keeps talking. We can't get a word in his way. So. <laughs> and that's us saying it. Well, that's just quite nice. We get a week off. Yeah. Just throw questions at Paul and sit back and relax. Yeah. Uh, everyone, if you've never listened to a car park chat episode before, uh, this week we are joined by Paul Wallace of Supercars of London fame. Uh, these episodes were born out of a WhatsApp group that Tony and I have referenced for many years on this podcast. Uh, and we've all been in for many years. And it's just, I mean, it's the worst place to be. Oh, toilet it's it's awful it's complete <laughs> trust the conversations that happen in there well they should never be repeated but for some reason we're going to repeat them here one week we on should invite a listener into the whatsapp group oh my god no <laughs> they would immediately cancel us <laughs> our humor would not be translated outside of this group anyway uh the format for these episodes is there is no format there is there is no itinerary there's no real discussion topics anyone can bring anything they want to discuss to the table it should be about cars but we've actually just speaking for five minutes over on our live stream that we do on recast each week about bulgarian food yeah so and i'm really like hungry now uh, so am i let's go <laughs> we'll find a nice bulgarian barbecue restaurant soon and we'll go and smash some meat <laughs> uh, anyway uh, if no one else has anything any burning topics there are two major major topics that i want to discuss almost like straight away wow you lead. Okay, you, I will you lead. You planned. Well, I haven't planned, but essentially... He has it, to come semi-prepared to this. It yeah. is his podcast. I can't just walk <laughs> You know me, Tony. It's too out of control. So I literally have no Flapping. But two embargoes have been lifted on cars that I have driven. Oh. And they're quite monumental cars, and I think it's worth us discussing, mainly because all three of us will have very differing opinions on them. Well, it depends what it is. Well, first off, the Aston Martin DB12, which we, that's correct. We spoke about quite a lot in detail, but I was still under the embargo. Yes, and the uh, surveillance of Aston Martin. You were nervous. I've actually listened to that oh, podcast. Okay. And you were like, "Oh my god, what can I? Can I say?" Because there was so many other media on that event, and I was just thinking, "Oh my god, if I screw this up, yeah. I will never be invited back to any kind of press <clears> event." So I was very nervous. Uh, but since then, this morning, time of recording, the Lotus Electra embargo Ooh. has lifted and i drove that car last week so i will let you two decide which do you want to discuss first lotus come on well they're both piles of shit i want to start a lotus so it sets the bar really low <laughs> then we can go to db11 it goes incrementally higher well firstly db12 pool and secondly <laughs> wow from the back who knows <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> How wrong you both are, and I will, I will revel in this moment. And the only reason again. that I've been waiting, I've been waiting <laughs> to discuss, yeah. no, to discuss these post embargo is firstly legally i wasn't allowed to discuss them beforehand but i also wanted the security of other media's opinions because <laughs> what i'm going to say right now i know especially tony but both of you are going to fight me on and i've now got the the support of steve sutcliffe of auto Trade, of what car of many outlets agreeing with my your, your uh, thoughts thoughts right. <laughs> so we want to start on lotus that must be right then yeah. I don't tend to do this on the podcast right. of talking about a video which I haven't released yet. But I just, I, I am so desperate to discuss the Electra. <laughs> Those of you that watch the main channel as well, please still watch my main video when it, <laughs> when it goes pre, live. Pre-promotion. Yeah, well, I guess, but I'm going to reveal everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lotus Electra, the first 
electric SUV from the brand from Hethel. Quite. Well, it's from China, isn't it? Well, it's they now are owned by a Volvo. the Chinese. It's a Volvo, no? Well, no. So oh, wait, this... is it XC40? <laughs> that would get you excited. <laughs> Secretly, XC40, Paul Knight's favourite car. <laughs> uh, neither of us own one, but we're desperate to. <laughs> Volvo, get in touch. <laughs> this follows a similar ideology, but it is ground up an entirely new and independent car. So you could say, oh, well, the way they build their chassis structure is similar to other Volvo products, I think, but it is a ground up brand new car. It is pitched to um, go up against BMW iX, even a combustion engine Porsche Cayenne, good. Uh, Mercedes EQS, and mainly Tesla Model X. Oh, good. But with the Lotus badge, performance-wise, they were mentioning to me, you know, if Lamborghini and Ferrari can make SUVs, why can't we? And I was like, look, guys, I love you. Yeah. But <laughs> never has anyone gone, well, if Ferrari and Lamborghini, why can't Lotus? <laughs> but they do make good... Hold on a minute. Let's give them a little bit of credit. They do make good chassis. Uh, they make great Lotus. driver's cars. Yeah. Unbelievable driver's cars. Yeah. yeah. What's the Colin Chapman quote? Was it simplicity and lightness or... or Make it simple, make it light, or whatever. You know, I'm getting this wrong. Yeah, now, yeah. Something about power and weight. So, something about simplicity and lightness. <laughs> yeah. Glad you listened in oh that press brief. <laughs> the audience are going to rip us apart now. The most famous automotive <laughs> quote of all time. Um, obviously, an electric SUV, the antithesis of that. Mm. I mean, it, it is, everything about it is completely unlotus. Well, because it's heavy for a start. One million percent. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that that's a good thing. Right. What, what it's, you ain't got a choice. I mean, it's heavy. It's <laughs> simple as that. But can't get used to yeah. it. L- Tony, list off all the reasons why you, I'm not going to say don't like Lotus, but wouldn't buy a Lotus. Because it don't work. Okay. Second? Build, um, build quality. The, pe- the people that buy them are olive short of a, no, sandwich short of a picnic. <laughs> okay, a little bit, In a little bit harsh, <laughs> basically just bullying Lotus owners. Third? They're cheap. Fourth? Seb had one. Fifth? <laughs> did, did he have one? Seb too. Seb's Lenny, yeah. Yeah, but things have changed, mate. I know what you're you're just trying to line me up because I've not been in the car or seen the car yet. So all them questions you're asking me, because that new car, you've been in it, is obviously the complete opposite. But there'll be a reason for that because they've had to do that because of the way of the world now and the competitors, they want to go into that market. And how many times have we said this before? We almost said it with the... A Vora thing, Amira, Amira, yeah, that thing. Close enough. Yeah, that they've had, that they've had to make that like a mass-produced car because the world's changed. They're competing with mass-produced companies, and that's what they're going to do with that. What's that car called? Electra. Electra. So yeah, I, I wasn't setting you up for a fool. My yes, point was no, no, no. My the point I was going to make is it is nothing like any Lotus that has gone before it, and I actually don't think it's a Lotus at all. Like. There were a few other media and journalists who were like, well, but the steering is similar to a Lotus. I was like, well, is it really What like- badge would you put on the steering wheel then if it wasn't a Lotus? Volvo. This is the, this is the point. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're loving the Volvo. It's Geely. It's yeah, the yeah. owner's a Geely. And don't yeah, forget yeah. in China, Geely make cars. Like, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a Geely. It's made in China. It's built by Chinese. Like, it's on a Chinese production line. Like, it's a Chinese car. Yeah. I wouldn't put any other badge on it because by having a Lotus badge, it makes it relevant to, I think, us. Right. Because, hands down, it is one of the best new cars I've driven. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. stand out from the rest. Wow. The Lotus badge, probably. Well, this is it. So, mm. 
it is genuinely the best EV I've ever driven personally. Sorry, not the best EV, but my favorite EV that I've driven. Yeah. It's a fantastic car, interior build quality, everything, 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 everything. If it had a Geely badge on it, or arguably even a Volvo badge, or, you know, one of these other brands that we keep hearing of, BYD. It would be less desirable. Well, I wouldn't care. I probably yeah. wouldn't have gone on the launch. Mm. And the fact that it performs so on all these things like that, and then has a Lotus badge, I'm like, oh yes. Like now I like it. So it's Tony, what we've been discussing for so long that these iconic uh, performance brands, as they move towards electricity or whatever the future of mobility will be for them, they're going to have to pull on heritage, brand value, badge value more than ever because, well, you lose all the other identity. There's no way to make an electric SUV light and simple. And by nature, it's overcomplicated and heavy. <laughs> and so it's never going to perform like a Lotus. And the interior is phenomenal. Class-leading interior, 1 million percent. Technology is great. It feels like you're on something from the future. It drives unbelievably well. I'm talking, as I say, performance SUV that level, Urus and Cayenne GT, that level for sure. Um, but it's not a Lotus. It is absolutely not a Lotus. Because it works. Well, because it works and everything that I just explained. Sounds mega. It, yeah, I was going to say that will probably help people want to buy it then. Yeah, yeah. But do you think, uh, my whole thing is the people who should buy it or could buy it don't need to or, or want to know anything about Lotus. Mm. Like this is a whole new customer theoretically that's the prop that's the yeah. problem they're going to have by the way so that's the problem they're going to have they because if they're going up against bmw and porsche no so what they've got to do is they've got they, they've got to try and somehow pull the german and the the land rover customer away from them brands and lotus the brand apart from their community who it obviously doesn't appeal to anymore then that 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 uh that customer won't be buying that car no more um so then they can't rely on their brand so much for the pull because they'd still want to buy the German car. You've hit the nail on the head. Oh, this, well, this, should I go now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Tony. Yeah. Well, this is the fun. This is my biggest concern for that car is Lotus cannot do what they always did, like with the Amira, and mm. rely on the old boys, right? Because we pull, all know- Pull on the art strings. Yeah, and as you yeah, mentioned, yeah. you know, a Lotus customer is almost a Lotus customer for life. Yeah. And you know what you're getting, and that Amira is incredible, and that's Lotus heritage and history and everything we adore about the brand. But I feel like most existing Lotus customers, and we could be wrong, are going to go, oh, I would never buy an electric SUV that's two and a half tons, like yeah. whatever. Well, and also more expensive than any car they've ever produced. Uh, yeah, so... The Apart one, from Evaya. Yeah, is <laughs> quite a lot more. Um, <laughs> the one I drove starts at 105. Yeah. Spec'd up, it's 111 okay. or 12. Yeah. So it's, it's well-priced for that car, an electric but SUV performance. But upper end of a Lotus. Yeah, I think only their special editions would be mm. that kind of much. Because right? what they've done with the Amira, obviously, they made the, made the car better to attract from other brands, but they've also kept the Lotus people happy as well. So they've made a modern car <clears throat> that drives like a Lotus, and they've almost tried to combine new customers and they've kept their old customers but that electric thing that won't happen i don't think so which no. is a shame because i say i'm a i'm not okay i'm not a lotus owner and i'm not a die hard lotus to the you know core of me whatever but i appreciate lotus and i like the fact that the electric's got a lotus badge but i think if you're someone who's got an exige or something even older you're gonna look at that and go Ugh. and at which point how on earth do you convince someone apart from the fact it's fantastic that 
you should buy a, an electric Lotus, their first ever electric car, over a BMW iX or uh, a Mercedes EQS or apart from people like me saying it's unbelievable. Surely it would just fall into the same category as all other Lotuses, a little bit like Alpine, where they have this sort of niche corner of the market where people that really enjoy driving or they want to drive something a little bit different. And I was having this conversation yesterday at Silverstone where I saw Emiras and I saw the Electra. I saw two of them in really nice specs because I think they're quite spec-dependent cars. Very spec-dependent. And they'll probably become... A little bit more elusive on the road, but then that will be a bit more of a novelty when you see one. You'll be like, oh, look, there's that new Lotus. A little bit like a Urus on the road, it still catches your eyes. You still turn your head at it because it's a Lamborghini, but it's an SUV. You see that shape quite a lot on the road. And Lotus is the same. You see an Xyz, you go, oh, that's cool. Or an Amira, there's an Amira. Like they're, they're a bit of a rare beast. So maybe the Electra, Electra? Electra. Electra. Um, in SUV form, will still kind of parade around as a bit of a Lotus to you and I that want to see the cool cars on the road. But that's no good. Because as, from a, yeah. as a business model, no. No, because they want they'll they'll go they're they're going for the the mass market now, so they'll need to be millions. Anurus is a bad example because there are millions of them. They mm-hmm. are an SUV. Yeah, but you'll still it. only see one. A day if you're spending a lot of time well, on the motorway. De- that depends where you go in the country. If you go to London, you see one every other car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you go to a city or any city, go Dubai, you go, you know, Italy or... I mean, they're, they're I, I think everywhere. Yeah. Euros, Euros is everywhere, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, it's it's an SUV that still turns heads. 100%. Because it's a bit of a, a, cool, a, a cool thing. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. therefore, the Lotus will be the same because you still turn your head at a Lotus. The question will be because obviously this is the start for them. They've got a saloon coming. They've got surely they'll just sell them in China. Coming. It'll well, just be all over China. Yes. Yeah. So I think I think the well, China dependent. market will will yeah. fly for those for and sure. They've got an all right population, I suppose. And we did the what launch. About America, we do well in America. It's hard to know because mm. Lotus have have never had that strong a brand presence in America. Mm. They love European cars, but on the coast in the canyons mm. and stuff, they've they've all right, but. Again, it's a, such a big, bold move from them. I didn't see an Amira in California in two weeks. I'll tell you, know, I, 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 I tell you who they should be going after, the, 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 the Lotus. Go after the Tesla customer. Because if, yeah. it, if it's a better product, and it will definitely be better built. <laughs> it's not hard. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. And it's similar money. Go after that customer. But how? Like, mm. This is what I mean. Like You're a brand that has no... Uh, history in this. This is your first ever, and they've nailed it. They've absolutely smashed it out of the park. As I say, like I genuinely, I'm having a conversation about getting an Electra. Like it's, I'm, I'm that keen on the thing. I loved it that much. No, but, they've got him. Paul, they <laughs> full on yeah, got him. Yeah, this isn't brainwashed. With, this with is one MP4 file. Oh, they've just pressed play on. Can I just say though? Can I just say? Literally done. It. Firstly, the man from Lotus will love this. Well, I hope he'll love this, but I'm going to give him a shout out because Rob. Yeah, go on, Rob. Go on, Rob. Uh, Rob listens to this podcast, so shout, right, Rob. shout out, Rob. Um, and when I turned up, it was very different to a lot of other press events where you landed, and at the airport, the cars were lined oh, up sick. on the runway. No, not quite. That would be really cool. There was a one-way experience. No, no. So you literally cut, you know, come out of departures and there are all the cars. And they literally gave you a key and said, right, you've got a 20 minute drive to lunch. Like figure the car out. If you've got any questions, we'll be at lunch. Otherwise you then got a three and a half hour route this afternoon. Epic. And literally no, like basically no briefing. Like there's the key, which by the way was a credit card. It's like, off you go, go have fun. And I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Like, yeah. and Rob did give me a little bit of like, this is how you turn it on. That's how you lock it. 
you want to know anything else? And I was like, no, I kind of want to figure it out myself. Cool, off you go. That's how you learn. Yeah. Perfect. A lot of people skip lunch because they were filming. I stopped for lunch because, you know, <laughs> I, could, you I, could film a I could film a duck salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had a little bit of a chat with them there, but not really about the card. It's more about what, what they were up to as a brand and stuff. And then I did, went off on a drive completely by myself. It was a route, but just did my own thing. I had loads of time. I left lunch at like one. The, the dinner was like eight. Oh. So I had all the time in the world. Dream drive. And then when I got to the hotel, they'd set up this kind of like, two conference rooms as an interactive walkthrough with experts from each of the areas. So the sound system, they had a couple of people from Dolby and from, from the-, the What was the sound speakers. system? Oh my God. Sonus or something? No, 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 no. The first ever from, <gasps> I've forgotten the name. Well, you, be you better get scrubbed disaster. up because I'm going to start asking you some questions in a minute. It so. is one of, actually, I think it's potentially the best sound system I've ever heard in my life oh. in a car. It's got the new Dolby Logic Super Surround, blah, 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 the new technology that they're using for all new music. It's a bit like it, uh, HD it's music. Atmos, is, it? Uh, is it Dolby Atmos? I think it is a it Dolby might be, Or Lossless. No, Dolby Atmos, I think. What okay. do you use as a benchmark as the best? As ben, the best? Bentley by nine. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. yeah Bentley by nine is, yeah. is got to be right up there. And then uh, to be fair, the iX system is pretty good, which I guess is a Harman Kardon uh, system. Oh yeah, the you top, did yeah. talk about that. I've never experienced it, but. Which was pretty good. Um, Sound system's a bit more vibe. Bur Burmester in Porsche is good as well. Yeah, but I don't it think is, it's spectacular. It is, but in the big ones. Yeah, not in the, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. big Cayenne or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's like, ah, uh, let, me, let me Google it, because honestly, the, these guys were spectacular. I would, I would actually like to experience the Lotus, because seeing it in photos that Sam sent us into the WhatsApp group, see how I spun it back to the WhatsApp group, the whole point of this podcast. Brilliant. Bet you love me being Give here. Give yourself a goldfish. Kef. Kef. Oh, their oh. first, their first ever. Brilliant. Sorry, Never on. heard of them. Um, and all of weirdly, all of the specs I felt or found from the launch were a little bit weak. Like I think they could have made them cooler, but I suppose maybe a little bit more generic because I saw an all black one with red brake calipers, which obviously is up my street. But then there was like a crayon color with almost mm. crayon matching wheels too. That from some angles it did look awkward, but it fit it fit right in. Like it was in the driver's um, driver's car park. Oh wow! Next to okay. like Lando Center and stuff like oh, that. I don't know fair. why or who was turning up yeah. in the Lotus, but it was cool. Super cool. All right, but, so let's have some headline questions then of what's what. Ready? I quick, hope so. Quick God. fire ones. Oh my god! I'm not a Lotus representative, by the way. <laughs> no, because the people want to know uh, range. Uh, the standard car, 370, is they're claimed. I did 250 miles across the two days. It felt like that was fairly good. I reckon in the UK on a daily use, 280 odd miles probably, okay. to maybe 290. Horsepower? Uh, in the standard car, 600 to over 600 in the R, which by the way, no one needs 900 horsepower. Okay. A thousand newton meters of torque. Fixed ride. Like, you know, anyway. Okay, fine. And uh, the most important thing, price. Yeah, so S starts at 105. Right. I, my, my spec, which I've done, which is not all the crazy, it's 111 grand i like for example i hate camera wing mirrors mm. i wouldn't have those there's like a smart that an option that's an option you right. can have standard wing mirrors or you have the camera yeah, yeah. ones there's like a smart glass roof which is like the old 612 scalietti technology uh, yeah. which you can do the opacity for chromatic like the yeah. is that a bit yeah. like the mclaren roof mm. where it goes blue yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly but this is sort of a gray yeah, one. so yeah. there's a few bits like that which i'm like oh, i don't carbon ceramics you can yeah, option yeah. like i don't need that stuff so yeah 111k Seems about right, or hundred, just over one hundred and ten k for an Electra S. The big one, the R, is one hundred and thirty plus plus. I just, I, I don't know why. That's the Tesla Model X played mm. customer. I don't know why yeah. you need all that performance. The bog standard car, I think, is maybe a smidgen under, like ninety eight or something. Okay, I don't know the bog standard car. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I say interior quality, unbelievable technology, fantastic. Uh, all the safeties, like it's ju- it's just, I could not think of anything wrong with it. Ride comfort, unbelievable. I want to go on now. But don't, mm. but don't you get that with most modern cars nowadays? Like you get in a uh, in a modern car nowadays, and you think. I really can't think of anything wrong with this car. Mm. But as we've said so many times before... That in itself the, is a drawback. The, the character's gone yeah. for that reason. You almost want you almost want something like your 360, like something that's I'm not... not I'm, no, no, no. Are you drunk? No, wait, like that's something Sell that's it, not... It. It, it's not. No. It's not perfect, but it's got some character because it's not perfect. Yeah. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. Well, somehow there's something about that Electra which which gives you something. Right, okay. I, I don't know if it's the feeling that you're in something futuristic. The steering is very good. The way, because the Electra S, it's not like a class-leading electric performance. I think 0-60 is like 4.5 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, but how so fast electric, do you want to go on the road? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the delivery is spot on. I couldn't activate, and this is the one thing which I forgot to ask Lotus, a sound. I was Did just you know, about to ask whether it had a sound. You know most of these electric cars. I think outside... EU regulation, they have to mm. sa- so. But inside, even in the the the, the racier modes, I never got a, a noise <laughs> like you're doing a take in. Yeah, which yeah, I meant yeah. to ask, um, which I thought was a bit of a letdown. But it's just a really nice place to spend time. The, the materials, the look and the feel, the visibility. Like I said, I did 250 miles, sunshine, motorway, rain, runway driving. Like I just wanted to be in the thing, mm. and. It's not many other new, new cars that have given me that thing. Or so, EVs. Or uh, 100% yeah. or EVs. So the way I'm, I'm waiting to find out what the uh, delivery time is now, if I was to put in an order in now, because obviously a lot of people put their orders in a long time ago, their first deliveries they're hoping to be towards the end of this year. So I want to find out if it's a year, to, like if I can get a delivery for next summer, I think I'd get one. I'm, I'm sure, on I'm sure they can line you up for next summer. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> they can. I don't need or want one now because yeah. I've got other plans in place. But, and I'll be interested to know what the, the leasing or the, the finance on them is because they're now offering proper finance. I was gonna, that's where they have to, that's where they'll get the customers, surely. Like if they can do a competitive rate and kind of back their product at the other end of the finance, Tony will know better than me, you'll then get those Tesla customers because a lot of people got in Teslas through the lease deals, right? 100% because we all know to buy that vehicle is a disaster. Yeah, like, but like people to buy any electric cars. Tesla, Tesla customers, a lot of them have have come from this sort of cult following and love for Elon Musk. Which Lotus, they don't have that kind of halo personality yeah. that can drive that brand forward, which is obviously a struggle. So you'll always get people wanting and desiring the Tesla brand to be part of the Elon Musk cult in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's the one thing like that they're then going to have to go and beat Tesla on to make it more attractive, attractive as an ownership experience is, is the, the money side of it. And they need to work on that. It'll be fascinating. I look forward to you both driving it. I hope you share the same excitement. We should try and drive one together. Like if I can get one from Rob, then I'll, yeah. get, I mean, I'll drive over to Tony's. I've, I've surprised him with a few cars over the years. You have surprised <laughs> You surprised me more with the ones you bought. <laughs> Well, well, there you go, Rob. Not only am I going to be knocking at your door trying to get myself a, a, a lovely car as quickly as possible, uh, you can you can lend one to, to Paul and Tony as well for a disastrous video. Uh, let's move on. Aston Martin, DB12. Obviously, we've gotten a lot of detail. Now the reviews have come out, the embargo's lifted, my video's come out. Fantastic car. Do you care? Yes and no. Yes, to the point that it sees 
as though Aston Martin are continuing to go in the right direction because I think from from new vantage onwards, the excitement for that brand from my side and in general like continues. And the fact that it's better and from the conversations that we've had, you've obviously said it's very, very good, very exciting to see where the future of the brand goes. And no, because I'm never going to buy one because I still am terrified if I put an order down that I'd lose 60 grand in the first year. And Tony, I, I don't have to ask you the question <laughs> Look because at his face. we were speaking uh, during the, the DB12 launch and we were going back and forth. How's that hotel, mate? <laughs> I want to go to that hotel. It looks lovely. And I said, yeah, it is. Do you want to know about the car? What car? <laughs> so I'm here, to drive, <laughs> say, we about. I'm here to drive an Aston Martin. <laughs> oh, really? Which one? Uh, um, <laughs> his words were, are you interested to know what the DB12's like? And I put, no. <laughs> <laughs> So interestingly, I think we have the exact same conundrum as we've just been discussing with the Electra. But hold on a minute. I'd like to add, I hope they do well, Aston Martin. As in, they've not, they're not, they're not my flavour of the month, but I do hope they do well. As the same with McLaren, you know, I hope they move on and they make a proper car. So, and I do like the, the, you know the latest vantage don't like the tech in it but i like it's got a bit of character there's something cool about car. it yeah it's a it's a cool i wouldn't buy one mm. but it doesn't mean i, I don't when have you had to, it when i don't have to like stock, it. you drove it a lot though do you remember i do remember he drove it a lot because yeah. he said well, but the I had more than one like in stock. Oh, he used to say yeah. oh, there you go that was the yeah, only reason why i drove it yeah the yeah, ladies yeah. like it same with amg gtr which is why i've had four of them yes he's still single boys i'm actually not don't be like sorry 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 <laughs> it was only, only winding you up. Um, but no, so this is the thing, right? DB12, unbelievable. Huge step forward for Aston Martin. Genuinely on a level of aroma. But if you had 200 grand to spend, you're buying the aroma, aren't mm. you? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd buy you... the Bentley. Oh, controversial. Mm. The, ben the Bentley is nowhere near... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
dynamically as good as the But this is, this is the other problem that we had a, a loose conversation on it the other day, is that what they're trying to achieve with that car is not achievable. No, no, it, it has been achieved. Well, what, categorically? It, it has been achieved. It right. is as, as I said, I, I think it, you, it's that Venn diagram. It's exactly as we discussed a couple of weeks ago or right. last week on the show. We didn't have a fight? No, no, no. But you've got Ben the Continental and Roma. Yeah. And bang in the middle, overlapping 80% of both, right. but not 100% of both, right. is the DB12. So they haven't achieved what they needed they, to achieve. They, they need have. to be 100%. No, no, no. Because it's impo- as you say, it's impossible to be 100% of both. You can't have a Bentley Continental as dynamic as a Roma, and you can't have a Roma as luxurious, as wafty as a Bentley Continental. No. This is bang in the middle in enough that it encaptures enough of the luxury and the prestige and all this stuff like that as the Bentley and is dynamically on a par of the Roma. So they, they have literally smashed it out of the park. But the problem is, you're still not... I, th- I still think they're going to... Mm. They're, no, they're never actually going to compete. With I a Turbo th- S. No matter how... Yeah, well... They, yeah. <laughs> but for so just go and buy a Turbo S, everyone. But you're not getting anywhere near the luxury and you're not getting any of the practicality. practicality. Yeah. Mm. Turbo S is dead for practicality, but that is dead dynamically car. like... Yeah, dead car, yeah. Dead, dead car. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the dead race we had. No, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Um, so I, I feel for both of these brands because I want both of them to succeed and both of these cars are fantastic, but I worry that no one's actually going to buy either. Put their money where their mouth is, I mean, DB12, because yeah. well, how many, they sold tons of DB11s, but do you know what I mean? They have, like, yeah. I saw a 23 plate DB11 yesterday. Bloody hell. He's yeah. Poor, he's a, poor he's, guy. He's had some money off. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> this is the last edition. This is going to go up and down. You're going to get this now. It's the Zonda I mean, if it's the V12, are they going to do a V12 DB12? They, they said 1 million percent no. Wow, really? 1 million percent no. But they said that about the Vantage and then look what happened. But, but because they said that that whole car has been designed around the positioning and packaging of that V8 of where it sits, it's super far back and really low. And they said that the V12 would add about 100 kilos and ruin the entire dynamics of I the car. I bet they do one. What I read into it is Vanquish or DBS. Yeah. Because we've got those coming, right? Yeah, we've got yeah. a Vanquish coming or we've got a DBS coming. Variant, I think that will have the V12. Yeah. Because um, they said the V12, I asked about the Vantage when it first came out. Surely you'll do a V12. Because obviously the, the previous V12 Vantage was, was epic. Ah, engine doesn't fit like literally physically doesn't fit. So what do they do? Do they just move the nose a few few feet forward and it fit? <laughs> I think it all comes down to customer pressure, right? They basically worked out that there were enough people to pay stupid money for yeah, a V2 yeah. advantage. They could do a limited run and get away with it. Mm. But but uh, yeah, the, the, the official line for now is categorically no V12 in the DB12, but the V12 is not dead. They said 100% yeah, the V12 is yeah. not dead for Aston Martin. And I know of a car being unveiled at Goodwood this weekend, which has a V12 in it. So there is... Yeah, Can V12 we say is, on that or not? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately not, but it's cool. Oh, it's very cool. Um, limited run. Uh, <laughs> uh, not going to say anything else. <laughs> Be careful, Sam. <laughs> Are you going to Goodwood, boys? Yeah, I'm there on Thursday. I'm doing the first day. I'm getting in. I'm getting all the exclusives and I'm getting out. What are the exclusives? Um, every, so the Lamborghini, Lamborghini Le Mans hypercar. Very cool. And, wow. uh, and from from sources it will blow the ferrari visually cool out the water um and i'm very excited about the have you seen this resto mod diablo yes oh my god <laughs> that's a good one actually looks yeah yeah so how much is it like 2.5 mil? oh my god i don't know what no it have will you not be. Seen it's it? a resto mod lambo uh, google the pro- they probably haven't released the price it's super cool but 
it's a bit OTT. Of course. Well, it's yeah, a Lambo. It, no, no, but it looks too computer design. Do you know what I mean? Like it looks too CAD. So? AI'd. Got, yeah, too AI'd. problem with that? <laughs> too AI'd. I think so. It looks like your car. The, de- yeah, the exactly. details are amazing. No, no, I think it's unbelievable. Looks like Look your interior. Merchelago. Mate, that is terrible. <laughs> looks like a Back to the Future car. I think it's so Yeah, cool. it's very cool. But it will be all the mail. It'll be at least a mail. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least. For sure. I can reveal my GT3 is, is fixed. Oh, wow. So yeah. it works. Can I drive it? If you want to fly down and drive it back, I'm more than happy for you to do so. Because <laughs> at the minute, I literally still have nowhere to come to bring it back, despite, as Tony and I have joked about, the a thousand offers I received via Instagram DM and email of people from all ages uh, wanting to drive the car back. Um, yeah, I still haven't figured that part out, but I got an email this morning. Bonjour, the car is ready. Amazing. Okay. Is it Seb um, called you? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Delaney. So, How did you translate his voice to email? What? How did you translate his voice from an email? Translate his voice? <laughs> what? You just done the stupid voice. You said he emailed you. you got an email it's from a morning. woman from Elena. Uh-oh. That's how she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to her on the phone. She goes, Bonjour, Mr. Ben. The guy's in the workshop. She says, I hope so. Yeah. So I am probably going to ask Porsche assistants to bring it home. Damn right. Problem is, they've said it's up to not fully, but up to six weeks. Yeah. We have oh. a relay on it. They're, bunch, like they're pushing bunch. it back. No, no, but they've got to wait for an available truck. Yeah. Jesus. Well, six. they'll do it in sections, won't they? But what truck will that be, Tony? Is that going to be on like an open flatbed like by Jean-Pierre on. who barely wanted to get me if off they the do motorway? It, if, they, <laughs> if they do it in sections, yeah, if they do it like relay, yeah, it'll be like services to services. Oh my and then God. eventually it gets back here. Oh completely different colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripped apart. Like, do I want to risk that? What but about that Porsche um, assistance, though? open train thing? You can put cars on the open train back up to Paris or something like that. Really? Yeah. I just don't have the time. Like, I, I genuinely, between now, I, the, the first time I could go down and fly again, it's like the 28th of August, at which point it would be back. So if anyone would like to give Sam no, a few quid no. to go and get his car. No, it's not a few quid. It's not a few quid. You could charge them to go and get your car. No. Set up a GoFundMe. Give him, give him five grand, <laughs> you let you go and get it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, fair. There you go, see? Tw- 20 grand. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Sam's price now. 20 grand, you yeah. can go and pick up my car and drive it back. Oh, willing to let you do so. But anyway, it, it'll be back. <laughs> um, what else? What else has been going on? What do we have to chat about? Do we want to talk about the F1? We can. I think we should. I think we should get into sport in general. Oh God! Please oh, no. no, Paul. Come not, on! No, no, no! It's not a sporting Come podcast. On. No, no, no! Because you will lose me. Wimbledon's on. I know, but we're not talking about sport in general. This is a, an automotive podcast. Let's talk about the F one. I've got. I've got a rumor actually about live a live event. Netflix's first live event. Oh, I know about this. The golf and the F one drivers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the no? Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Prix, which you were at yesterday. I was at. Do we think that was a good race? I think so. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's good, yeah? Yeah. Loved it. You Shut be, your mouth. You was in hospitality pissed. No, I wasn't. I had a, I had a, I had a, oh, I had a lot of pims. What, so you were drunk? No, 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 no. I could have driven home if I wanted to. <laughs> He's a hard man. He's a hard man. Uh, but I got a taxi. Do we think that yesterday rescinded no what's called uh solidified our theory that this is one of the most exciting years of f1 excluding max (laughs) um yeah i think so 
Because out of nowhere, McLaren, yeah. who at the start of the year, Paul and I were absolutely ruining on after the mm. flag, have literally, I mean, they were contenders. Yeah. I mean, they probably should have had second and third if there wasn't a safety mm. car. And whilst we all assume Max was walla walla cruising at the front, they appear to be putting him under some pressure at the start of each stint. Like, hard to know exactly, but... It felt close and it was one of the shortest gaps between first and second or from Max to whoever was trailing him of all year. And topsy-turvy, the Constructors' Championship. I mean, I just, uh, the qualif- let's just go back to qualifying. Q1 was absolutely mental to have all of the cars within like such a, I don't know, it was probably a second, a second and a half maybe. And at one point, I think Albon was P20 and then went P2. And the way that the, the track just picked up and everyone was in sort of fear of actually getting knocked out, and Perez eventually did. Um, Q1, Q, I was like, I mean, that could have been the race. It was so exciting. Q2, again, was amazing. Q3, like, threw up all sorts of... I think, sign, again, like, we talked about this a little bit, but the sort of internal... Ferrari issues between like Leclerc and Sainz because I actually think secretly hate each other now. Uh, there's just no team orders whatsoever. Um, but the race was a lot of fun. I did kind of predict that there'd be like this dead spot between uh, lap five and lap 15, I think it was. That's when I went off into the VIP car park. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Always track the car park. Um, but it was a mega weekend. I'm sure it's a mega weekend. I would have liked to have been there for 100%. You I could have been there, Sam. I, th- I, I called you a week before. <laughs> yes, I could have. <laughs> um, but the race itself, I think, uh, had its moments. But as I say, for me, it just proved that point. that Yeah, remove Verstappen or ignore, don't remove him, ignore Verstappen. And we've got this unbelievable year unfolding in front of our eyes with every weekend a different team Coming to the front. Mm. Does anyone does anyone care who finishes second and third, though, in general? I think we have to, because yeah. we all know who's going to finish first. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So if you go into it, I wonder who's going to win. Like, well, we know who's going to win. Give yeah. a poop. Yeah. It's, it's a different mentality now, but I think, uh, like, from, from what I see on social media, it is becoming the norm to just look beyond Max Verstappen and, and see what's going on because there was battles all over and it was, it was a properly exciting race. But normally that is what happens in F1 though, doesn't it? The dominant team, most of the time they win every weekend. Mercedes spent seven years doing it. Yes, so that does happen it, normally. Uh, one, that is the normal de facto factor. Of course, there's a dominant team. Yeah. What we don't always get is what's coming this year, which is this topsy-turvy behind, like this big... Midfield from you know second yeah. of the constructors down to seventh, yeah. And every weekend it's a different team, seemingly fast and yeah. genuinely fast, and you don't know. And the drivers are all doing really well, and the teammates. Are doing, so, you know, traditionally you'd have a top team, then two or three second and third were equally fast, and then a big gap back yeah. to fourth, fifth, and sixth, and then yeah. a huge. Gap. So that's what I think makes it very exciting this year is if you can just assume that Max is going to win and then look at everything else. It's yeah. almost as though like apart from Red Bull, the teams don't fully understand these cars where it's like, well, if we bring this upgrade, because we've seen Mercedes bring upgrades, we've seen all of the teams bring upgrades and they still don't necessarily do a great deal in terms of performance. And then we saw McLaren at Austria all of a sudden put something on Lando's car and it worked phenomenally. All of a sudden they've jumped from being P13 and P whatever to then being within the fight for, I don't know, top, top five. Well, that's this week. No, 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 because then they put yeah. another another upgrade on Lando's car and then gave Pi- Piastri all of Lando's upgrades. And look what happened to the car there. All yeah. of a sudden, they've, they've jumped ahead of Mercedes again. And you're thinking, 
well, those guys are putting upgrades on, Ferrari are putting upgrades on, Aston Martin are putting upgrades on, and they're not getting the, those same gains. So if the if the constructors continue to develop these cars, we're going to see all of these jumping around. And, I mean, the only sad element of it is if Red Bull could just stop the development because they're bringing an upgrade to this uh, Hungary, right? Yeah. Oh, but they're gone, Red Bull. Like, like there's, there's, there's no, no I, point. I reckon, I reckon, in the sort of second, the last quarter of this season, you would see the the teams catch up with them if but, they stop developing now. Potentially, and, and they might stop developing because they might just focus on next year. No, they're bringing an upgrade next race. But, but for the last quarter of the, if you're clever as Red Bull, you seal the championship by early, late September, early well, October. Yeah, I think maths now, it's like Max can finish P2 in every race and yeah. still win the championship. But so, I also think that Red Bull car is still just cruising, mate. Set. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, You know, I don't think they need to develop that car. If they didn't do anything else on that car for the rest of the season, it'd still be the fastest car at the end of the year. It's miles ahead. And Max would no. still win the championship. Mm. Uh, look yeah, at, yeah, look yeah, at yeah. Braun of 2009. Yeah, yeah. Dominated the first, whatever it was, six or seven races of the year, and then literally went backwards because they had no money to develop. They yeah. still won the, both championships. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the thing, I think. You know, it, it, it's, it, that's done. That's signed, sealed. I hope, I agree with you, Paul, I hope, last quarter of the year. Red Bull are focused on next year, dominating that. Great. <laughs> and and we then dominate next year. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get some sneaky victories. But but at the end of the day, for me, it's just a fascinating battle past Max that I think keep, keeps it exciting. Um, but yeah, anyway, come on. Let's, uh, let's, you've got to bring some topics. What else has been going on? What's been happening? What have you driven? What have you not driven? What cars have come in stock, Tony? Um, what cars haven't gone out? My... Um, all of them. My uh, <laughs> the new M2's coming. Like it's at the oh dealer. yeah, I drove that last week. Ready? Mm. What do you think of that? Uh, to be completely honest, I drove it in central London, so I didn't get above twenty mile an hour. Oh, thoughts when you stepped inside? Does it feel new so, or? Oh, well, it feels exactly the same as an M3 Touring. It's Correct. got that huge screen okay. around. It's it's identical inside, and actually, the car around is it's it's bigger than the old. M2, as you'd imagine. Way bigger. Way, yeah, yeah. But then to the point where I had this conversation with someone over the weekend who asked what it was like to drive because he was considering it. I was like, but when you're looking at an M2 for 75, 80 grand with all of the options, right? Or you could go and buy a, an M3 or an M4 in the used car market for 65, 70 grand, which is a, a powerful sort of more like, I'm trying to think of the word, Better car all round. So the M3, M4, you would have over the new M2. Or if you wanted a, a fun, small M car, you'd just go and buy the old one. Like the new one is now too big, too heavy to be the baby track going You could say M2. that about the new M3 though, <laughs> and the new M4. That really is too big and too heavy, really. Especially mm. when you compare it to the old car. Because you well, could yeah. just say, well, I'll just go and buy the old car then. I think you have to look new on new because you're right. I mean, but that argument could be so used for almost any car. The, yeah. The, the new no, okay, one. Okay, then compare. So this is, the, this is the comparison that I did on my video. The weight of the new M2 is the same as your F-Type. Sure. That is a GT supercharged V8 British muscle car versus what BMW originally set out to be the small M car. But I think, I think, I feel like we're seeing this across the board, right? All cars getting fatter, getting bigger, getting heavier, all these kind of things. If you're buying new, if you're just buying new, M2 is still the smaller, smallest, lightest M car? Would it, be? it will be, for, yeah. From new. So mm. there won't be a lot in it, but it will be, yeah. Yeah, so I agree with you, Paul, that it's, 
it's moved away from what it initially was. And we all know, and this whole podcast audience know how successful that previous gen M2, M2 comp, M2CS was. Mm. But- That's because of price though, I think. Pricing was yeah, a huge yeah, part yeah. of it. They're unbelievable value. For, I mean, I, I still sell M2 comps all the while now because they're 40 grandish. And you really don't get anything for that it, it, money. I that, think it's probably one of the best cars for under 50 grand. Yeah, they're, they're, you really don't get a better sports car mm. for that money in, ge- in general. But like we've said before, back then, a, a Golf R was 25 grand. It's yeah. now nearly 50 grand for a, for a fully loaded one. So things have moved on. Things have got heavier. Things have got better tech in them. They've got safer. You know, everything's changed. And I think it's super hard when a brand has a really successful model and then replaces it or updates it, you know, can it live up to that secondary hype, you know, second gen GT4, uh, Cayman's in general, Golf, you know, Golf yeah, yeah. R Mark, whatever, whatever. So could have made it a little better though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't know, I guess, for another couple of years, whether the new M2 has been able to do what the old M2 mm. did. I'm with you that on paper you're like, well, it's bigger, it's fatter, it's more expensive. Like, have they gone too far? No, they're so millions. Yeah, all BMWs have. Like, you know, if you're looking at a new BMW, they've all got bigger, fatter, and more expensive. But they're not necessarily worse. Or or they're doing what I think they're doing at the moment because because of the way that the world is at the moment and there's still a manufacturing problem. They're making less cars. They are still factually making less cars, these manufacturers. Um... Um, they're more money. Yeah, just increasing the profit. They're there. just in- increasing the profit margin because the because they're not knocking as many of them out. So that's what they're doing at the moment. And the longer they keep it like that, the the values will half hold. It's when they ramp production up mm, and they the start doing ten and fifteen M3 grand off. now. What everywhere. Well, yeah, but so, every, so, there's, so there's every, lots of... Ev- ev- there's no, lots no, no, of every, every BMW showroom has a brand new one ready to go now, even though they were At supposed discount. to be... Yeah, they were supposed to be these, like... Well, that's not, that's not true, because the, the the free BMWs that I deal with, they haven't got one in the showroom, not ready to go, what? so that's a lie. No, 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 a friend of mine <laughs> is trying to buy one, and he's been to four BMW dealerships that all have them in stock. Well, that's not... There's, a there's grey a one, hun- two green ones, and a black one. There's 130, Paul. So BMW 100% do. of the ones that I've looked at have... Right. <laughs> It works. <laughs> what is it? Eight percent of the time. Oh, yeah. 100% All the time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. We've discussed them through talking briefly and the fact that there are seventy of them. There's on millions of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So there's always going to be. We said yeah, that before. Yeah. So then when they first come out, I said, yeah. this is what the overhype was about. There was always going to be millions of them because people were ordering them to speculate. They weren't necessarily ordering them to drive, and they made all made such a big fuss about all these cars, that most unbelievable car, but they haven't ordered them to use them. They've ordered them to flip. And I think that's the thing with the M2. It seemingly has lost a bit of hype and excitement because of the slightly controversial looks, because of all the things that you spoke about, Paul, despite the previous generation being so popular and so successful. Yeah. I think if you've got that car, you're probably looking at the new one going, I think I'm quite happy here. Like, I don't really yeah. want to pay this is 35 grand more for a heavier car that I don't really like the looks of. Like, I'll just sit point. where I am. Or go use and buy the new M3 if you, mm. and it's a better car. But then there's another, there's another customer. There's another customer for it. It's not that customer, then. It's a different customer. It's not an existing M2 it's, owner. Yeah, it's a different, might, yeah, yeah sure, a different customer. Sure. There's the existing M2 customer. We'll go somewhere else. Fair. These manufacturers, they don't just release a car on a whim. They know what they're doing. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And the reason why they are a lot of money, full stop, not just the M2, everything's a lot of money, is because of what I just said. 
That'd be that'd be the reason why they're yeah. not making they're not making as many of them. And the the world's a shit show at the moment. Mm. By mm. the way, you know interest rates are high. You know their costs have gone through the roof. So the way for them to claw some money back is we keep you know we won't do the big discounts and yeah there will be some M cars that they are doing but it won't be like what it was what they used to do yeah. where they used to do fifteen grand off that won't that's not happening mm. at the moment that that will happen again when there's millions of them in the field that's yeah. not the case at the moment yeah, and not, not going to be in the you know in the foreseeable future what spec is your car my M three M two Oh, uh, black with black. All black, black with black. Black wheels? Yeah, black wheels, ultimate pack, fully loaded. Black, black, black. Black, 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 black. I've already got someone for it. I'm going to sell it. Oh, good man. Well, that's why I bought it. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the point? You're a flipper like all those M3 Touring. I'm, 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 I'm a motor dealer. That's what I do for a living. So, well done, um, Yeah. Good on you. Well, I'll be interested to see what you think. I'm driving that car in August. Yeah. Middle of August. You'll have... You'll have a great time. Did you drive an auto or a manual? Auto. Yeah, I'm driving a manual. Even better. Yeah. I Even better. So. I hope Like, so. my Even, problem with the... Really? Yeah, my problem with G-Series was it was all too smooth. Because obviously I had the old shape M3. Love that car. Um, and it didn't feel like it was, it was like stepping out on me. The gearbox wasn't shunting me. Like, it's... It's not a DCT though. It's an eight-speed now, isn't it? Yeah. In the new yeah, yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it... I yeah I I much prefer the old generation M2 comp and I prefer the uh, old generation F series M3 M4. Fair, um, but manual manual on the new one yeah. will we'll, we'll definitely give it a bit more personality, a bit more engagement. I yeah. Way we'll too fast for a manual. What's though? the horsepower no, now? It's not really four hundred and seventy. No, perfect. Sub five hundred, you're good. Yeah, over five hundred. I start to see where you're coming from, but sub five hundred. My R eight five twenty, or it was in 09. Oh, tricky. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> sub five hundred. Is, is that a manual? Yeah, of course it is. Right. Manual V10. I'd be mental See, I always think 400's enough. I always use the Cayman GT4 as the barometer as that is enough for a manual gearbox. Mm. No more. Not so, the best manual gearbox. Though, that I drove that 992 GTS with a manual. That was cool. Yeah, okay, interesting. Mm. Seven speed. Yeah, I don't yeah. love that seven it's speed box. It's just the way box. you change your gear all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 He's a turbocharged guy. You're just quickly doing that all, all the time. Literally. It did feel like that. It's a little bit squidgy. It's a tiny bit squidgy, that seven yeah. speed. It's not got the same clunk as a GT six speed. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it's, not the, it's not the GT3 gearbox. Well, speaking of uh, Porsche GT cars... <laughs> One drive I've got lined up at the end of the month, which I think you might be a little bit jealous of. Oh my god! It's I know exactly what this car is. Oh, I'm not interested yeah. because I know what car it is as well. It's that thing you keep banging on about. The weird car with a ducktail. No, yeah. Spider RS. Oh, wow. oh okay, yes. <laughs> Let me hear it. Let me hear it. That's PDK only, no. That's PDK only. But Paul is obsessed with the idea of the Spider Can RS. Can I buy it after you? Well, no. I, I mean, I'm not buying one. <laughs> I, I got a very nice email from a very nice man saying, "Would you like to come to Germany and drive um drive the Spider?" Oh, see, you're doing so, it in Germany as well. Yeah, on track or on the road? Cool. No, on the road. Oh, the nice. Road. So it should be super nice. So I'm, I'm actually really excited. Yeah. Um, because I. I I say I'm really excited. I know exactly what that car will oh, be like. And I course. know exactly how I'll summarise it at the end. But what I'm really hoping, a bit like for GT4 versus 17-18 Spider, the Spider element will allow me to forgive it for all the RS elements. I know what that car will be like. It'll be an uncomfortable speedster. Potentially. But don't forget, it's somewhere between GT4 and GT4 RS. 
sport uh, suspension, which I mean, like, it's the, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that that's much the window. Yes, <laughs> the window. <laughs> <Sands> <laughs> in between. Drunk that Kool-Aid, Tony. I read that press release and said, that sounds good to me. But I won't speed, ask any more questions. But the Speedsters are softer GT3, right? No, no, no. Uh, Speedster. So, sorry, Speedster. Is is uh, is identical to a GT4. They don't soften it off. 718 Spider. No, he's talking about 911 Speedster. Yeah, the 911. 911 Speedster. Yeah. Is theoretically a GT3 with correct convertible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, but but it is a softer version of the of the the hard the GT car. It's softer to drive. It's not. Well, a, I wonder if the suspension is different. I don't know. I, mean, I don't it, think it is. Right. I don't, I don't. I don't think. But the this is what I'm saying. The the GT4 RS will probably be like the the just a, a slightly softer version of a. GT- no, but don't forget, you've got 718 Spider yeah. and GT4. Identical cars. Yeah. Just the roof comes off on one, but the underpinnings are identical. Yeah, fair. So theoretically, the 4RS and the Spider RS should be identical, but Porsche have come out and said they've actually made a few changes to make it a little bit more road compliant because they're Softer, aware, yeah. even though it's an RS model, that this is a lifestyle RS model. It's the first time they've put their hands up and said this is the first time we've offered a convertible RS. Yeah. And it's the first time we've had to think about what that owner might want because realistically track isn't the only place to enjoy a spider rs or anywhere anyway. <laughs> no but where, yeah. that's but, why that's why i like it <laughs> but porsche will tell you that a gt4 rs a gt3 RS is for the track they'll say look this is for, you can drive it on the road to the track but that's yeah. where it should be enjoyed that's their whole ideology where for the spider RS, they've come out supposedly and said but to make this more enjoyable on the road, we've added, well, we've tried to sort of soften off the system just slightly, slightly. I think they've changed the gear ratios a tiny bit. All minimal changes. So fundamentally, I think I'll still go, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, because I love the spider and the look of it and the noise, I think you're going to be like, wow. Oh, yeah. I'll Can you just it. imagine in comfort mode, auto, no roof down? comfort mode. No, <laughs> doesn't exist. No, roof down, just Mate, looking at the mountain. Just buy a 17 spider and put exhaust on it. Like, honestly, you'll be happy. Because I, I, I remember when you drove the 911 Speedster, how yeah. much you wanted one of them. I still, that's still one of my hero cars. It's yeah. every car he drives, isn't it? No, no, no. There no, are many cars that I really don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are lots of cars that really gets massaged. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there are plenty of press launches I've been to I don't like the cars. Um, uh, Name them. Uh, I can think of quite a few, actually. Uh, well, 720S, we've been there and done that, haven't we? Um, more recently... That was one. mad. That was... No, like, we all came out of that car was like, that is effing mental. I did a whole video slagging it off. <laughs> oh. it's like published on my youtube channel so you can go watch that one but no there was more recently i went on one where i didn't really like it oh well i mean gt4 hours but that wasn't a press launch what press launches have i been to recently <laughs> i can't think of many well the the aston martin one i like db12 loved it yeah the lotus, lotus loved it yeah. the ferraris all the maseratis that all you the drove no no uh what uh no one of the maseratis we slagged off pura sangue i didn't i didn't absolutely effervescently I said that there were a few things that I didn't get. Right. Not to us. Yeah. They, Argu- yeah. Argued to argue f- that card. Yeah. You, you were <laughs> no, fight, no, I fighting said, me on here telling me how bloody lovely it was. I said it's not an SUV. That was my argument. Right. What else have I been on? Come on. There's something else that I've been on that I didn't Loads. Like. What didn't I like? But that's I what, think, that's what we're trying what? to say. We, we, we think you like everything. <laughs> everything. Every press launch you've been on, you love it. Well, not, not as much as Schmidt. Because you get massaged. <laughs> GT Black Series. What about it? Said it sounded crap. What? Well, well, it's just it's an unbelievable car. 
I didn't realise that though until I drove it on the road. Right. On the, tra- uh, on the track launch, I said it was boring. Yep. Right. <laughs> 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 I want to remind myself. Here he goes, look. <laughs> Seen through glass. I, I won't have my integrity have lost questioned. you some followers, mate? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a million a few weeks you ago. You haven't got as many as JWW or anything. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Hold on a sec. What press launch have I been on? Hold oh, on. no, you didn't like the Speedster. Which one? Aston Martin Speedster, but that wasn't a press launch. No, no, no. V12 Speedster was a load of crap. That was really cool. Oh, V10 R8 was wank. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Eurus Performante, way too firm. Way too firm. Said as much. Um, Dakar loved it. Loved the Aventador Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah. What a car. car. Dakar, brilliant. Loved it. What other press launch? Uh, Amira. Then I didn't do Did any press drop, What about DBX? Year. Oh, piece of crap. Yeah. I refused to drive the 707. Loved it. Loved the Amira. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. What about that Toyota? Did you like that Toyota, the GR thing? Loved yeah, it. I did actually. Yeah. I did thought, I thought it was brilliant, but I said, don't forget that it's a 30 grand car. Yeah. You don't, because the hype's a bit under, like that. So that's AMG, all. EQS, 53 MG. Loved like it. That. So that's all of them. Didn't love that. Which one's that one? No, 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 no. I didn't love it. I just said I really liked it. M3 Toyota. Um, loved it. I don't drive cars I don't like. Go on. Koenigsegg, that was all right. I was going to say, like, getting behind the wheel of the Gamera, surely. Um... The Gamera, what a pile of wank. <laughs> um, STO, loved it. STO, loved it. Loved Great it, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you driven an STO yet, Tony? <laughs> no. You need to get behind yeah, the wheel of an STO. Car. If you like the Perth, you'll love the STO. You really? should go on tracking it as well. Crash. <laughs> RS3, RS3, I didn't. I was, um, MC20, there you go. Loved it. MC20. Didn't I? I freaking hate it. Oh, yeah. It. Even I hate that car. Yeah. Um, didn't hate, but it was weird, just, just disappointed. Weird. I'm going way back now. Look, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've gone for miles. I don't drive that much stuff like that. But also, like, I just don't drive stuff that I don't like. If somebody offers me something that I don't like, I So we are right it. then. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you drive something you don't want to drive? Like, G- like Julia G- GTI loved it. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible car. <laughs> incredible car. G- uh, DBX 707, they've been desperate for me to drive and I refuse to drive it. You won't go? I won't go. It's a hard drive. Like, it's a... But who cares? Well, this <laughs> is the car still crap. The argument that I had when I drove it was... It doesn't matter how good it is. You're dealing with a, a 10, 15-year-old Mercedes infotainment system that is god-awful. The sound is pumped through the car, and I did the same thing that you did. I think it was the Maserati on your podcast, where you put the windows down, nail it through a tunnel, and there's no sound to yeah. it, which I was infuriated <laughs> by. Um, and then you're buying that car, and then literally, like, completely random how much money you're going to lose. So that's why everyone just goes and buys a Eurus because at least your money's safe on that. And whether the, the Eurus is as good as a DBX 707 or not, you're much safer to be driving that car and putting miles on and then not losing 50 grand. Yeah. yeah no, so they're I, fighting I, a losing battle, but also the interior is woeful. I agree with you. I'm just not a DBX fan. The DBX now though, the original one's 100 grand, 115 grand on also trader. Doesn't make it any more attractive though, does it? <laughs> I know, I'd, I'd actually jump on that. Oh, disaster. It's just like the offer free. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just throw Apple CarPlay in there, you'll be fine. <laughs> it's actually nice to drive. You tell everyone on YouTube, it's the best guy in the world. <laughs> As Alonso says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, at least we drive cars and judge them before making random judgments without driving them, Tony. So at that point, <laughs> we will wrap up this week. Until he's got to sell it, and then it's amazing. Like the Taycan. Oh, I should really like this car, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always like the Taycan. We have posted to the behind-the-glass Instagram I've always clips, liked the clips of you ruining the Taycan. No. Ruining it. I'll, I'll bring it up. It's on our Instagram page. Behind-the-glass underscore underscore podcast. No, not ruining the Taycan. Ruining an electric car. No, ruining the Taycan. Nah, it was a no. Taycan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. 
an RS6. Yeah. You had the RS6. You RS6, banged up. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, sorry. What about 992 GT3? What about? Do you not remember? Oh, yeah, when, when it first came out. Me saying, watch this. Tony will go in on that 992 GT3. And yeah. you did. When I, you yeah. went, I'm just not bothered. I'm just not, it's going to be a little bit. Good it's going to be a little bit better than the last yeah. one. It's going to be 10. percent It'll be 10 to 50 percent. A little. I just don't care like, how much. It's not going <laughs> to be as yeah, 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 good as my three RS. Now every week. Best car in the world. Uh, I'm never yeah. selling it. Well, it is for the money, but it was always going to be. I've, Until I've, you drove it. Also, you put your hands up. I got it wrong. I thought it was McPherson suspension. I got it wrong. I've been slagging off the whole time. Yeah, he's got the McPherson suspension. Just got my free RS. I know how it will drive. You had not got a <laughs> clue. He's got the rose joint. <laughs> there you go, mate. <laughs> so. That's not true. I've said all these things, so that's correct. You've said them before you've driven the car. No, yes. not always. because yes. you're banned from buying Porsches, though. Yeah, literally. I'm not banned. <laughs> Every time. I'll just go and buy one. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Well, mate, let's wrap things up there. This is rapidly going No, let's downhill. keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's do another hour. It's just getting good. <laughs> and I'm sweating. Uh, so, if you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe now. Turn on notifications so you don't miss any future Car Park Chat episodes. Uh, don't forget about all the live shows that we mentioned. Head over to the website, seenthroughglass.online. You can find out plenty for more information. There's also a link in the description below. And we'll be back with you for another episode very soon what are you pointing at you didn't like that 456 that you drove yeah I didn't like the 456 what Thank about that Hurricane Evo Spider but yeah that was alright you fit in it yeah just I did actually yeah that was alright Hurricane Evo I like Lambos these days anyway we're wrapping things up <laughs> see you next time bye bye see ya bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.